You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast, and this is episode number 56. Hey guys, happy day four of the podcast positive party. I hope you're not getting tired of brand new content every day. This has been kind of fun. I really wanted to just bring you guys a lot of positive, influential, encouraging content during this crazy, confusing, and fearful time. And I hope I have done just that. Now, thank you all so much for talking about this series and sharing the podcast on social media. I have been feeling a lot of love and I know you guys really just encourage me when you do that. And so thank you for supporting Hello Awesome, the podcast and the shop and all the things you guys are seriously amazing. So today I talked to Chantel Rogers. You may have heard of her during season two when Chantel came on the podcast during Mental Health Awareness Month in October. She is just an amazing woman of God. She's also the CEO of our podcast sponsor, Nuggles. That is a modest fashion clothing boutique. And I'm so glad that she was able to discuss some very real topics with me today. So Chantel and I really dive into inspiring content. We really talk about positive influence and what we are consuming today, especially with the constant news media giving us updated information. Chantel shares her burdens about what we are consuming as people of God and how we need to be accountable for what we put in front of our eyes and what we put into our hearts. We also talk about the difference between creative and consumption. And I think that section will definitely speak to all of you who are small businesses or who like to share creative content on social media. So let's get into this exciting and really thought-provoking discussion. This is episode number 56 that I am calling Positive Influence with Chantel Rogers. You're listening to the Hello Awesome Podcast. I'm JC, and this is the place where we get real, sharing truthful insights that will encourage us to make intentional choices in both life and business. I want to start conversations that not many young Christians today are having. Will you join me? Before we get to why you're here, let me share two special deals with you from some friends of mine. The Hello Awesome podcast wants to welcome back our sponsor, Nuggles, for a new season. Through affordable, modest fashion, Nuggles aims to provide beauty with comfort. From dresses to slip skirts, modesty doesn't have to sacrifice style. Hello Awesome listeners can use the exclusive 10% discount code by using Hello Awesome 10 during checkout. Head to Nuggles.us to browse their full collection today. Again, that's N-U-G-G-L-E-S dot U-S to shop high quality products to add to your modest wardrobe today. Do you firmly believe that our relationship with Jesus should impact every part of our lives, including the clothes that we wear? We do too, and so do our friends over at The Modest Poppy. If you're ready for casual wear that's high quality for the modern Christian girl, Use their special discount code TMP20 for 20% off your next order at themodestpoppy.com. You can be a witness for Jesus just by what you wear. So take advantage of these special offers from our incredible sponsors right now. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. We are here one more time with a very special guest. I have with me Chantel Rogers. She is actually the CEO of our podcast sponsor, Nuggles. And we also talked to her uh, last year when she just shared some uh, just vulnerable stories and, and encouraged you. And I wanted to have Chantel back because as we are um, just in this moment of confusion and chaos and we're not sure what is going on, we're all kind of in this new normal. And I use that word loosely, but I just wanted to have Chantel on and talk more about kind of being a, a positive influence or maybe even how we're supposed to just be very careful about what we're being influenced by as we are dealing with just this crisis right now. So Chantel, thank you so much for taking time, um, taking time out of your day to be with me on the podcast. Well, thank you, JC, for having me back. I really enjoyed it last time, and I was very honored that you asked me to do this again. This campaign that you're doing is such a good idea. We, as a church and a people, need so many positive influences and positive things for us to turn to in this time, and this is definitely one way that um, we can get that positive influence. Like you said, this is this is unprecedented times. Like, We've never dealt with anything like this in my generation um, in several generations. We've never had anything like this. And there are a lot of negative emotions going around right now because Mm -hmm. it seems like we've lost control. There's a lot of uncertainty. And I know that I have dealt with fear, anxiety, panic, and even anger. And all those are negative and this past week, I sat down and I was like, why do I feel this way? Like almost overwhelming. There was like no positivity at all. I'm like, why do I feel this way? Mm -hmm. And I really felt like, well, I think it's what I'm consuming. There's this phrase and it's, it's applicable to, we think of it more of what we eat, but it says, I am what I eat. And that is very true when you think about it in a physical sense. If you eat healthy, your body will be healthy. But that really does apply to more than just our physical food. That applies to spiritually, emotionally, and mentally the things that we're consuming. And for me, because of the uncertainty, because of my desire to know, you know, what's going on and what are people doing and what are people saying and Mm, like, how should I be reacting to this? Mm -hmm. Um, I have over consumed uh, social media and I have over consumed the news media in recent days, you know, just, just trying to stay abreast of what's going on. And I really feel like that's where a lot of these negative emotions for me have come from. Yeah. I've just been looking at your, your Instagram stories and you've been talking about how people have been using social media for a positive purpose and the church has really stepped up and, and there's just so many things out there where people are using their influence to try to positively um, affect people. And that is such a great point. I love that you brought it up because that is so true. This is now more than ever, this is a time for the church to really step up and, and to use, use electronics and to use social media and things of that nature to help us connect to people and to help show Jesus to people when we're dealing with all these Um, unprecedented times and negative Mm -hmm. emotions. That's positive. That's very positive. And I wanted to make sure I clarify this because I use social media, but I think a lot of times that we, we override the negative things about social media and about the news media 
because, well, more, more specifically for social media, we override the negatives because we want the positive so bad, if that makes any sense. But there are so many negative things about social media. And now more than ever, as a people and as a church, we need to make sure we're aware of what this is and if, and if this is affecting us to make sure that we're putting limits on it. But social media really does interfere with your ability to think independently. We have mm-hmm. seen this played out recently. We've had so many people going into stores and wiping stores out of necessary toilet paper, um, food, necessary supplies like cleaning supplies and stuff like that. And what's happened is that people have been posting on social media, well, this is what my store looks like and these are what people are buying here. And this is what I'm doing because I'm, I'm dealing with anxiety. I'm dealing with fear that are very legitimate. And therefore, I'm going to try to get as much as I can of this product for myself because I'm worried about myself and my family. Well, we see people doing that. And even if we're not dealing with that level of anxiety or fear, we're like, well, they're doing it. So I have to go to the store and I have to do the same thing. And it's really, (laughs) it's really a vicious cycle right now. It's obviously that peer pressure and it really, it really quashes and um, takes away those original thoughts and the individuality we have and makes us exhibit similar behaviors and beliefs as other people. I was looking at some statistics, actually. Um, There was a research survey done by Pew and it was actually done in 2018. And some of these statistics are, are helpful when we're looking at social media from, you know, the negatives of social media, but they estimated that 55 to 62% of adults get their news from social media. Mm. And the same research looked at and said that 88% of people also said that they felt like they, well, they knew that social media companies were censoring or, or trying to show them specific things um, mm. or uh, controlling what they were seeing. So yeah. basically we're recognizing that these social media accounts are are filtering what we're looking at and they're feeding us what they want us to see. But at the same time, we're still getting our news from them. Um, Another statistic that I found was that the average American uses social media for almost two hours. And that kind of surprised me because I thought the number would be higher. But (laughs) I don't know if you have screen time limits set up on your phone or if anyone does, but I actually have it set up on my phone. And in recent days, maybe this is too transparent, but you can look at the end of the day and see how much time you spent on whatever, like social Mm -hmm. media or Mm -hmm. news. And a little convicted about the hour that it said on there. It's like, um, (laughs) that's a little excessive. Um, but like I said, in the times that we're in, we're over consuming. And for me, these statistics, I was bringing them up because I think this is one of the reasons why we're experiencing so many negative feelings and emotions right now. And if you take, you take social media, we, I mean, we don't, we're not going to talk about the positives because we know that there are positives of using it. But if you take it outside of the, the issues that we're dealing with today, the pandemic that we're dealing with today, and just in a normal air quotes, normal day that we had a week or two ago, there have been multiple studies done on it on social media that have shown and proven that the more someone uses social media, the more depressed and anxious that they can feel. And the reason why is that as a, um, as like a business or uh, an influencer, they're going to put out images that are photoshopped. They're promoting the best parts of their life and it's their highlight reels basically. And as an air quote again, normal person, we look at that and we say, well, I don't have that kind of body or 
I don't have that kind of face or my house doesn't look like that or my life some compared to their life my life is a mess and it really can lead you to feeling depressed and anxious because you don't have the perfect life that that you think that other people have um, and yeah. interestingly enough, I found this research article in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine, but it said that social media use is linked to a greater feeling of social isolation. That to me, I was like, well, that kind of sounds backwards because, you know, we get on social media to connect with people and to make us feel like, you know, we're, we're connected with people. But if you take it in the context of um, unrealistic expectations and people's highlight reels, it makes you feel like you're not good enough. And therefore it leads you to feeling like you're, you're more isolated. It basically is what that journal article was talking about. Mm. Um, and then another thing I was going to point out is that screen time, we know that this, that it does emit blue light, which does lessen the melatonin levels that we um, have in our bodies and melatonin's the, um, the sleep hormone, the hormone that's responsible for helping us sleep at night. And this statistic was interesting to me that um, about one in three people experience at least a mild insomnia, which insomnia is just not sleeping like yeah. you should. And that can also contribute to depression and anxiety. So maybe you're thinking, well, why are you talking about this? Like, that's not what we're dealing with right now. Well, you think about this. Okay. This is the backdrop of social media. This is, mm -hmm. this is what normally happens with social media. And then you add on top of that, the things that we're going through today and the uncertainty, and it completely magnifies the problem. And it's leading to all these negative emotions and consequences. Um, Ephesians 5.16 talks about we need to redeem the time. Um, one rendition says that make the best use of your time because the days are evil. And if we're just using social media to mindlessly pass the time, that's not making good use of our time. Yeah, I agree. And I'm so happy that you brought that up. And thank you so much for sharing those statistics. I think that's really important for us to understand the facts about screen time, especially on social media. And yes, I think this is something that has never happened before. We are literally being forced inside and to stay there. And I think it is going to take us a lot of self-control to hopefully change our habits when it comes to screen time and social media. I know for a fact when you were talking about, there really is a difference between consumption and creation. And I was talking to my husband about this the other day because he is not a social media person at all. And I don't know if anybody else's husbands are like this. I bet there's listeners nodding their head. But my husband, he has like a Facebook. He's definitely not an Instagram husband. It's just not his thing. And so sometimes he's really confused when people are into it, especially like for me, if I have to do it for business. But one thing we've talked about is there's a difference between just being online, like you said, as a distraction or just to waste time or using it for good. And I know now, you know, kids are, are at home. And so they actually are probably going to be doing most of their schooling online now, getting in touch with their teachers and emailing and things like that. And I know that's not what we're talking about here, but there is a difference between consumption and creation. So I do agree now is the time to utilize our time wisely. And if we are going to be on social media, let's be intentional about it. Let's be mindful of how long we're spending on there, but also 
maybe be a positive influence on there by being a creator of positive content. Social media limits and screen time limits look different for everyone. So we really have to be in tune with the spirit of God and what God is telling you to do. Maybe God is telling you to do less than somebody else. Well, God knows your heart. Maybe you do need to do less than somebody else. Or maybe it doesn't affect you as much as your friends or your family. It all depends on your relationship with God. And so we have to really be in tune with what God is saying, that he has to be the biggest influencer of our lives, right? And that... um We have to use him as our filter through everything, especially as we're navigating this crazy time. That is so true. I loved how you said that there's a difference between being creative and using it just for consumption. That is Mm -hmm. so true. I know one of the reasons why I mentioned this earlier that we've been consuming so much is that we want to know. Like it's uncertain. We don't know what tomorrow's going to hold. We don't know, even sometimes with the next few hours, what they're going to come out with what our lives, how our life's going to change in the next few hours, the next days. And that fear of the unknown is really what's driving us for the longest time. Well, probably since man's been on this earth, fear of the unknown has been one of the biggest fears that we've had Hmm. because we don't know. We don't know what tomorrow's going to bring to us. And that brings so much fear. One thing that's, I think that we don't think about a lot is that fear is very natural and it is helpful. And if there's a danger present, it helps us to be cautious. And the purpose of fear is to help promote survival. And I think a lot of times we forget this as well, but God created our body. And if God created our body, then he also created all the different hormones and all the different processes in our body. And God created fear. And that seems kind of backwards because we always hear that fear is negative. But yeah. when, when fear becomes negative is when we allow it to be a long arcing emotion that we let control our lives and that we let inhibit us from doing the things that we need to do. Uh, the analogy that I like to use is that, especially right now, what we're dealing with is it's like driving in a car with heavy fog all around you and your headlights are just as far as you can see in front of you. And it's scary. Like, I don't know, what am I driving into? But I only have mm-hmm. enough light where my headlights are going. That's all I have to see. And I still have the responsibility to get in my car every day and to drive it in the light that I can see until I get to the next few feet and then I've got a little bit more light. But the unknown, that part of the darkness that's in front of the light is really what scares us. And if we let it right now, as people, as a church, we can stop our cars and we can tell God we're not going anywhere because we don't know what's going on and we're not doing anything. Mm. When in reality, that's not what we need to be doing right now. We still have the responsibility to get in our car and drive because he's promised yeah. that he's going to be there with us and that, and that he's going to give us enough grace to make it when we need to go. And we just have to get in the car and drive. In the Bible, the story of Mary, um, we all know the story of Mary, but one of the things that the angel told her in Luke 1, he told her, you're highly favored and you're blessed. But he also told her, fear not. And that, like, to us, it's a story and we know it so well. And so sometimes I don't think we, I don't think we, we think about it the way that we should, but yeah. Mary was a virgin 
And she was overshadowed by God and she had a baby in her stomach. And as an adult, we know the biology of how a baby gets there. And in her time, people know how babies were made. And there was a stigmatism that was going to be attached to her mm-hmm. because she, they, people, when she would go places, people would talk and they'd say, well, that's that kind of girl. And, but mm-hmm. at the same time, the angel told her, don't be afraid, Mary. Like all this, all these things are going to happen to you, but don't be afraid. You still are highly favored as humans. And she didn't know, the thing is, she didn't know. She didn't know what all was going to happen. Right. But the angel just told her, don't be afraid. And, and like I was talking about, we have this obsession with knowing facts and trying to know what that dark space in front of our car is. One of the things in the Bible, too, was when Israel wanted to know everything about the promised land, you know, when they sent the spies in, they, mm-hmm. God had promised them, I'm going to give you this land, but they were afraid. They wanted to know everything about the promised land and in their humanity's not desire to know they sent out the spies and we know what happened when they went out to spy the land. Like Mm -hmm. they didn't get to enter into the promised land when they were supposed to, because they had to know everything. And in our humanity's desire right now to know everything, it's making us fearful. It's making us anxious. And God has told us very clearly in his word, don't be afraid. We walk by faith and we don't walk by sight. Mm Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. And thank you for bringing up those stories because sometimes, yeah, they, we look at them and we read them and we forget that they're not just stories to just enjoy. There's so many principles behind it that we can apply right now to our current situation. And that's what the amazing thing about the Word of God is, is that's why it never expires. That's why it never gets old. It is alive every day. And so I encourage everybody, if you are feeling uncertain, and if you're feeling scared, if you're feeling like worried about that fog in front of your car, like Chantel was saying, go to the word of God. There is something in there that can encourage your soul for today, for right now. There's going to be a word that God has for you that maybe you've read before, but you've never seen it in this light for this situation. And One of the things that we have to remember is as we are on social media or as we are watching the news, there, everybody who's creating content, everybody who's putting stuff out there, everybody who's posting, everybody on the TV, everybody on line, on social media, Instagram, Facebook, everybody who's creating, we are all humans. Nobody knows a hundred percent of everything. I know that sounds a little bit more scarier maybe but i actually am encouraged by that because that gives me more confidence that god knows 100% right he does and that that's the big thing right now is that before this even started god knew it was going to happen yes and we feel like we're out of control but that doesn't mean that god's out of control god mm-hmm. still knows exactly what's going to happen he's in control of everything and in the midst of it all when we're starting to feel that fear we don't have to feel that we can just rest and say god i know that you know what's going on and you're in control and i can just mm-hmm. i not that i can just relax but i don't have to let that fear dictate what i'm going to do right yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I just had this conversation. God has been just really weaving these uh, interviews together. I should say conversations. He's been really weaving these conversations together. I was just talking to Chelsea Henderson from Skin Bomb Apothecary yesterday about fear 
and she got a word from the Lord. She was supposed to be doing a conference this weekend that obviously has been canceled, but God gave her this word. And so she shared about how we are not to fear and how honestly we have been given a measure of faith. And, you know, I was sharing how my pastor always said, faith is a no, so not a hope. So, you know, we have to know God. It's our knowledge of God. That's going to push us through that fear. It's knowing who God is that's going to lift us up so that we can get a better perspective. And I think we have to understand that we're not alone. And yes, things are crazy. Like you said, people are going to the grocery stores and they're looking at empty shelves. And it might be so debilitating and and paralyzing to see that. I know I have to go grocery shopping at some point soon. And I'm just wondering, well, I'll just see what I can get, whatever they have. That's what I'm going to get. But um, it, it makes me think of how God prepared Joseph for the famine, right? And he God did. told Joseph what to do. So when the famine came, he had food stored up. And I'm not saying we need to do that, but I'm just saying that we need to be like Joseph and heed the voice of God and listen to what God wants us to do in this moment. And that honestly, God's blessings will never run out. So his miracles will happen. We just have to be in tune with what he wants us to do right now. And honestly, try and if we're going to consume media, let it be positive. Let this be a time that we can uh, maybe even fast for a little bit. If you have to do that, do that. Honestly, nobody's going to lose their life over that. (laughs) And I'm not trying to be rude about it, but I'm just saying like, if I, if the Lord convicted me about my account, you can just pause. You can just delete the app. You don't even have to delete the account if you don't want to, but just spend some time, maybe 24 hours, maybe a 48 hour fast, uh, maybe a weekend fast. Listen to the voice of God and do what he wants you to do in this moment. That is really a very good suggestion, especially when we're seeing so many vicious cycles that are just perpetuating that fear and anxiety in us. Um, but really, I was just talking to my husband about this. This is, this is an opportunity that we have all been handed. Mm-hmm. We didn't choose to be home. We didn't choose to be quarantined or all shelter in place. Mm-hmm. But more and more, that's what's happening to all of us. But really, it is a huge opportunity for us. And if you look at it that way, instead of looking at, this is so negative and everything negative that's happening from it, Mm -hmm. let's focus on the positive things. We have more time with our children. This is a time for us to really buckle down and to really start developing more of a relationship with our children, to do more things with them, to do fun things. My husband's actually downstairs right now putting a puzzle together with the kids. It's that opportunity. Look for things around the house. There's different things here at the house, you know, projects that we've wanted to get done for a while, but we've been too busy. Well, we have the perfect opportunity now. We have limitless time on our hands Mm -hmm. right now. My husband and I went through something real crazy a few years ago. And during this time, I actually decided to go back to school and I got my bachelor's degree. And so there was a lot of negative things associated with that time that we went through. But now I'm able to look back at it and say, if I hadn't gone through that, I wouldn't have my bachelor's degree today because it was a space of time that God had created for me. And I had a lot of time on my hands, a lot of emotional, mental energy that I needed to expend on something positive. Mm -hmm. And because I had that space of opportunity that God gave me, today I'm able to look back and say, God, thank you for that time. It was real negative and there was a lot of negative things that happened through it. But because of it, 
I now have my bachelor's degree. And I wouldn't have got that if God hadn't given me that space of time. And really during this time too, it's an opportunity for us to look for things. Um, maybe there's some kind of online class that you can take or some kind of skill that you can develop because you have been given this space of time where our lives have been slowed way down. This is a perfect time for us to really buckle down and to develop that relationship with God, which, I mean, we all, we all work on that anyway, but this is just an extra special time where we have more time. We can pray and talk to God and we can, like you mentioned, the fast. So important, so many spiritual disciplines that we have time right now yeah. that we should really avail ourselves of and to try to actually get closer to God instead of farther away during this time. Yes, I agree. I think we definitely need to just take advantage of this time. And and I do agree. I love that you mentioned taking the time to build skills because so often we forget just the positive things that we can do with the internet now and just to connect with classes. There are so many people, I urge you guys to search on social media or even on Google for free courses. People are giving their courses away for like half off or for free because they want to serve the community of people that are online. And I think that's so encouraging. I've seen so many business owners literally giving free tips, a free online course, a free live webinar from art, from business, from marketing, anything really. I've seen so many great things. I think this would be a perfect time to build a skill. And actually one of the websites I love is Skillshare. And I'll put a link in the bio. Um, I love Skillshare. I am an artist. I love to draw, but I love to get better at it because I know I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect. You can sign up, I think, for a free trial. And you can have like a a couple of classes, I think, for free. And I can't remember, but you follow it at your own pace. The instructor gives you the lessons and you can follow through. And I'm a mom of two. I was able to sit there a little bit each night and finish her course. And I learned so much about, you know, drawing new faces. And that was so encouraging. And so thank you so much for bringing that up. That's such a, that's such an awesome idea. I, I really love that. You're right. This is definitely a time that we, we can take advantage of and really work on positioning ourselves to come out of this a better person and to put our best foot forward once all this is over with. My husband actually brought this up to me. We know that God is our father and as a father, he loves us and he wants what's best for us. And the Bible talks about how God's mercy and his grace, he's ever reaching and ever trying to be bring people to repentance and bring people to him. And who knows, but that at this time, God isn't using it to stir people up and to, to draw them back to him and to, and to get people to a place of repentance. Because as a father, he loves us. And if he loves us, if he loves not just the church, but he loves humanity, if he isn't trying to just stir us up and to just shake us enough to say, hey, pay attention, I'm coming soon. Mm-hmm. And this is an opportunity for all of us to say, he really, he really, really is coming soon. And there are so many things in life that we are normally so preoccupied with and we're just we're so busy with life that we sometimes forget that our ultimate goal 
is to try to get to heaven and it's to try to take someone with us. And who knows that, that God isn't trying to shake us up and say, come on, Chantal, pay attention. This is your time. And this is the time for the church to reach out to those people that I'm so desperately trying to save. Yes, I agree. I think this is really a time for us to just get connected with the purpose of God. What is our main purpose being here? Obviously, it's to love God and love others, but have that relationship with God to be ready. And I think the church really is feeling that. I really do. At least those who are really in tune with the voice of God, I really feel like we've all heard that still small voice saying, get ready. And I'm so thankful that you brought that up because it's really a perspective shift. Like no matter what happens, we get so busy in this life, whether it's business, whether it's church, whether it's school, but we're all being forced right now to slow down and kind of reevaluate what matters, right? Like we're supposed to like take this time to reflect and honestly do a spiritual heart check. Where are you? Do you need to get better? It's so important to just connect with the heart of God. And if we're going to act, act in harmony with him and be a positive influence so that people can get saved and we can make sure we're saved. Chantel, I want to just really thank you for being on the podcast today. And could you just take a couple minutes and just share some last encouraging words with the listeners about maybe what they can do to stay positive in this moment right now? Well, the scripture that really I have been focusing on is Psalms 46:10, And it simply says, be still and know that I am God. And in all of our frantic worry and fear and anxiety of trying to figure out what's going on, we need to remember that scripture and to say, you know what, I'm just going to be still and I'm going to trust God that you really are in control and that you really know what's best and that you're making a way for your people. I'm so encouraged by you and honestly challenged in a good way. I think this was such a great conversation. Hopefully we've connected with people on a heart level. You know, we're all just humans trying to make it. None of us are immortal. <laughs> we, we, haven't, we haven't made it to heaven yet. We're not perfect. So um, I'm really thankful that you opened up and were vulnerable with us. I think it's so important for people to realize that everybody is feeling lots of feelings right now. And God's not blinded by your feelings is what I'm trying to say. God has not, you know, closed his eyes. He hears the cries of his people. He sees what things are, uh, how things are happening. And so um, thank you, Chantel, for taking time to sit down and just speak with me and opening up your heart. I know that this has been a, a blessed conversation for me and that other people will be blessed too. And I'm just so thankful for you. And I'm so thankful for your vulnerability and just for your heart. Well, thank you for, again for having me on the podcast, JC. I appreciate you. If you found this episode inspiring or helpful, would you take a screenshot of it and share it on your Instagram stories, tagging me at Hello Awesome Ministries? It will encourage me that you were blessed. Also, don't forget to leave a review and subscribe so you can tune into future episodes. To learn more about Hello Awesome, head to helloawesomeministries.com. Until next time, keep your chin up, beautiful.